every hour on the hour when we're listening for knowledge and power we turn to the no bullshit hour no bullshit no bullshit break it off in your ass Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No, no more bullshit. bullshit. No bullshit. Is this going to work? Uh, it's going to work. If the show fucks up, we get, we're having the technical difficulties in the basement again. Every week we try something new, right? When are we going to get all this stuff we were promised? When? All right, hit me with some noise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it may have been the shortest campaign kickoff in the history of democracy, lasting all of perhaps, what, 36 seconds? A ragtag group of Black Lives Matter protesters towering over the dwarfish James E. Craig as he croaked to the world, I'm running for governor. Except no one but lip readers can make out what he said over the bullhorns and shouts a Nazi. With the crowd of fish shaking, mostly white people surrounding him, and not a cop in sight, the retired chief of the Detroit police and his band of pimpled-faced politicos made a beeline for the Belle Isle Bridge. If Craig's run was not mortally wounded on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, then it certainly lies in an ICU ward somewhere, sucking for life. That's because Trump's inner circle was watching, and they were not impressed. And without Trump's endorsement, Craig's hopes for the Republican nomination for governor of Michigan may have died on the grassy Nola Bell Isle. See, I'm told Trump's people were monitoring the Michigan races and they thought Craig looked small, weak, and buffoonish. Something like uh, Bob Costas courtside at the NBA <laughs> final celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trump's people mocked Craig amongst themselves, uh, one saying he's not ready for the big chair. So Craig looked like a loser. And Donald Trump doesn't like losers. And that is a devastating blow for Craig, both politically and psychologically, because he's a man who has always wanted Trump to want him. Like in 2017, Craig lobbied hard for an audience with Trump, angling for a job as the national police czar. He didn't get it. It was that guy from Milwaukee with the, the oh, cowboy, cowboy hat. hat yeah. Weird old dude. Uh, Craig's pipeline into the White House, according to those with knowledge of their failed bromance, was Amarosa Manigault Newman. Remember her? Oh, the yeah. conniving backstabber from The Apprentice season one? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who Trump bought, brought along to Washington, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the end, Craig never did get his audience, and Amarosa got fired, but did write a stabbing tell-all book. And recorded the president. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Why you get a phone in the situation room? <laughs> Who knows? Man, okay. In an attempt to squeeze lemonade from a shit sandwich, Craig took to Fox News on Tuesday night. He blamed the Belle Isle debacle on Gretchen Whitmer, insinuating she withheld police protection for him at the state park. Craig also blamed park police and state police. Craig claimed the rabble were paid instigators. He offered no proof of any of it. And all his team needed to do was check uh, Black Lives Matter social media to know they were going to be there. 
It's easy. It's 101. So Craig learned the hard way what Detroiters already know, ladies and gentlemen. There never seems to be a cop around when you need one. So now, after getting chased off the island, Craig and his team made desperate calls to local business people, scrounging for a secure location where he could repeat his grand announcement without protesters spiddling in his face. There was no plan B. They were hiding in a parking lot looking for a fucking place to unload this shit. So look, the biggest winner from this week's embarrassment on Belle Isle may not have been Whitmer, whose own political fortunes may hinge on the upcoming findings of a state investigation into nursing home deaths that we here on this program launched, as you know. Fair's fair here, okay? The biggest winner may be Craig himself, who now has the chance to give the stink eye to the people he surrounded himself with, a group of out-of-town white men barely old enough to shave, and I doubt these guys could find a corner of grass and Shane if I gave him 300 bucks for an Uber, and I don't think they could pronounce it. <laughs> now, these dudes know really little about Detroit, Southeastern Michigan, or the career of the candidate himself. In politics, that usually means a cascading series of crises before the eventual humiliating death. So consider, the FBI raided City Hall offices last month, and there are said to be looks into bribes in exchange for towing contracts, right? That's, that's just part of this, folks. City Hall's blowing up, but that's for another program. That investigation into the towing contracts dates back to Craig's time as chief of police. If he wants to be governor, Craig will have to explain who paid for the drinks when he sat with the towing titan Gasper Fiore before Fiore was sent to federal prison in 2018 for bribery. Craig will also have to explain to the public the exact nature of his relationship with his former deputy chief, Celia Washington, who was also sent to federal prison for accepting bribes from Fiori. Yeah. And Craig will have to explain why he scuttled an internal police investigation into Celia Washington and her finances. And that's just for starters, folks. See, with Cuomo gone in New York, Michigan will certainly be one of the most watched elections of the midterms next year. And unfortunately for Craig, we're already watching. And that includes Trump. Hmm. Yep. Now, guess what? Here, put it on. Let me hear some of that. Ooh, that was not a good look, man. I like that. Like a uh, like three black people and and eight, uh, yeah I don't know eighty crazy white people from Ann Arbor ran the dude off a of fucking Belle Isle. Now I'm gonna tell you something. The day before, you know, it was my doing the windows day at American Coney Island. He came in there for a pre pre campaign announcement. Interesting. So he did a couple of pre pre's. He'd been pre preing for a month now, and he came in and saw me there. And ran away. Sit down. What the fuck? What's going on? I just got in the... Oh, I can't work like this. Start over. Start show over. <laughs> We're speaking of American Coney Everything's I, planned to the to the most perfect spot. God, that, that was so incredibly <laughs> fake. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. See these wires, these glasses? Yes. That yeah. whole opening there. I was reading a, a teleprompter. What? We got a teleprompter now. a teleprompter now? Yeah, look at this. What did that happen? This is what was happening. <laughs> I just, I just didn't want my eyes to be seeing me, me be faking it. Don't give away all the secrets. Right. And look at here. 
I well, keep I keep losing reading glasses. Yeah. My wife gives me some reading glasses. I lose them. Yeah. And then I use hers. Because they're glasses. Everyone right. And they, hers are really strong, right? Yeah. And then they hurt. But And then I lose those. So now, finally, we're down to the last <laughs> pair. We're in the, the Elton John drawer. <laughs> I like those. I know. They're pretty hip. I'm thinking. Sweet. I think I like them. I, I <laughs> wish there was some... What are those called, Karen? Sequins? Rhinestone, sequins, bedazzled. Bedazzling. Oh, bedazzling. Some flair. 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 Bling. Woo. But we'll get to that. Hang with that. We also, we also, Craig got drowned out, but we have the exclusive video of what he actually did say. And wait for it, folks. This is where it gets for real. We have with us. See, it's politics. I told you. You don't even need to know who I'm supporting. I don't know if it's anybody. I'm a reporter. So you're running for the big chair. Remember all you liberals out there? You're a fucking Trumper, right? Remember the Trumpers? You're a fucking libtard, right? I'm a reporter, man. You just ain't used to it. Reporters do reporting, and they scrub these candidates on your behalf. So I notice each week somebody's dropping off. Somebody's come. Come on, man. This is the 45 minutes that you need every week, and you don't need the rest of the crap. You don't need to need uh, uh, off-duty cops in a stolen car or somebody's dog came home. This is what you need. And <laughs> that's what we're going to have today. So, look, today's brought to you, of course, by American Coney Island with the cleanest windows downtown. <laughs> no doubt about that, right? And where do they all want to come to be seen? Where do they all want to come and launch their campaign? Where? A place everybody knows. Right, you, you know that's Detroit. You know you're with the people. You know it's clean. You know those windows are gorgeous. You know that dog is the best in the world. Yummy, yummy. Michigan and Lafayette. And if you're still like Karen, if you're like Karen... And you don't want to get the vaccine and you don't want to get the COVID and you're one of the eight people left hiding in your house. <laughs> Just go to AmericanConeIsland.com and we will pack you a Coney kit with a dozen dogs, all the fixings. Huh? Okay. Hey, and between that and Amazon, you're good. You don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> boo! Amazon, boo! <laughs> boo! Pay your taxes, bitches! Okay. Uh, and uh, as always, listen, if you're... One of those eight people and your roof's in disarray or the city's coming and tearing up the sidewalk or you got a lot of properties you need managed or you're a chief of police and you can't get your department in order. Practices, process, permits, construction, deconstruction. Look, if you can't run a demolition program, no. you know who you call? Who? ADR. All done right. Hey. Huh? Hey, did you... Wait, I just have, came up did with it that. really? Because, yeah. I just came up with that. Did it work on that all week? <laughs> I mean, right, like the Wright brothers is ADW. No, it's, you call uh, Barry Ellentuck, ethical, honest, smart, and discreet for a consultation, 248-318-9424. What's the last four? 9424. Uh, it's rhymes, 9424. Okay, now we all know it's 248, right? Okay, mm -hmm. so 9424. Just remember 318. Pretty easy. 318-9424. yep. Get it done on right, on time, on budget. Boom. And uh, Luke Nowacki, let's hear that. Let me, let me hear that. Listen, folks. I don't care if you're a liberal or a conservative. All of our politicians are shit. Mm -hmm. And what do they be borrowing money we don't even got? 
Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're going to spend money we don't got. And then after it's spent, a couple years after that, it's going to pay for itself. I mean, you believe that? That's what I tell myself with my bills. Do you believe that? <laughs> I hope it does. No, it's your hope, dude. Not a strategy. I need a strategy. You need a strategy. I need advice. Uh, yes. You, who do you go to? I don't know. Who oh, do you, come you have, on. You have, I can't believe how somebody? many times I got to tell you Luke Nowakney. Pinnacle Wealth at 248-663-4748. You are too busy, folks, to think about the repercussions of inflation. Right? The LIBOR rate. <laughs> What's going on with interest rates? What next bond offering are the feds putting out there? How are we getting a trillion dollars when we're 28 trillion in the hole? You gotta think you don't. You don't understand it. You go on the web and you go, the feds illegal. The Fed is actually 13 privately owned banks. That's not a strategy, man. Get a guy that can count. Get a guy that cares about you. We'll sit down and hear what your goals are for yourself or your kids or your grandkids. Luke Nowacki, 248. What else? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I'm still trying to remember that the first one. Too. I knew it. It does. It rhymes. Watch. Two, another 248, okay? Last four numbers, 4748. So we got the 248 four, and the 4748. Four, okay. So those are the prefix of 663. Six six three four seven four eight. Hey Luke, I came, I met with you. Um, come on, man, will you will you take my check and invest it before the stock market crashes? Is it gonna crash? Now you yeah. know why it's not gonna crash? Because yeah. rich people own it. Yeah. Rich people don't fuck to own shit up. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. do. If you remember, two thousand and eight, they fucked it up, and it came to us and went in our pockets to bail themselves out. Then they took everything, and here we are doing it again. Call Luke Nowacki. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Karen. Yes. That's a lot. Oh, God. Wow. I am flying. I love it. That's good. This is some shit. It's on us. I told you, folks, it's on us. Here comes the governor's race. It's a big freaking deal. Like, Trump's people are here, man. They're here. They're crawling around. They're looking for an opening. And fucking slipping Jimmy Craig just gave him his. He just shot himself in the foot. I'm not sure. Let's, let's roll that. For those of you who are listening, let me say this. We're getting visual now. We got some really good pieces here. You go to my Facebook page and you can watch it there. You know, Charlie Duff. But we're trying to get off of Facebook, move away because these bitches are starting to, you know, mm -hmm. censor us. And see that? See, I, I put a cigarette up there. Oh, flag, flag. Fuck you with your flag. <laughs> They're selling God weed for, and God forbid penis pills oh, and legal. gambling. And this is legal. <laughs> I, I, went to, I went to Denver, you know, when Pac got legal. I'm yeah. doing a piece for Fox, too. And I'm staying at a weed hotel, right? And I'm smoking a cigarette, and they fucking ran me off the property. <laughs> Is I'm that like, the right kind of smoke, this, man? This shit ain't even technically legal, motherfucker. What's a weed hotel, Charlie? It's just like, hey, man, you can bring your dog and your tofu, and you can stay in a bungalow, and everybody can walk around naked in flip-flops and smoke their weed. And I'm like, oh, I'm so high, I need a beer. What's the phone and, number of that and place? And a cigarette. <laughs> Two four eight. <laughs> well, let, me, let me write that number down too. Yeah. Ah, you don't need that. We got weed here now, bro. Sounds a, like a nice place. But but you may not possess firearms and smoke marijuana. Be, be, be aware of that. Oh. Okay. That is also the law. We have, that's not the show today. The show is, please. Karen is the most adept, intelligent, politico, and decent human being that I know. So I. I those of you, you that can't a circle, Charlie. <laughs> those of you that can't see it, that's right. But I, I hate politicos. I didn't finish the thought. Listen, you can go to uh, YouTube. We're moving over there too. We're we're pushing it. Uh, I renamed it. It's the No Bullshit News Hour or the Americans. Just put in Charlie Leduff. Okay, 
and all the stuff's there, and we are rocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, 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 the, we're the most listened to news hour in the state of Michigan by far. So thank you because you're smart. And you don't mind me being an asshole. Dustin asshole doesn't know what he's talking about. But you know the shit's right. That's why James Craig's not sitting there. Mm-hmm. He told me Monday, going to call you. Going to get out. Going to schedule that. And then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, and nothing. Okay, it don't matter, man. It's got to clear here because we're the only yep. ones that know. So play what happened to the cat on Bella. You can't even hear the guy. He got shot at all. Let's just hear that a little bit. There we go. There we go. Say what? What? Oh, God. Then, like a balding white man scaring you. What? Boy. Okay. Karen. What are we seeing? I mean, what, what do you make of that? Well, let, let, let's back up. You're only as good as the team around you. I mean, I'm talking his executive protection or whatever security he has, as well as his communication staff. They fumbled that for him. You do not hold an event in a public place unless you know who your audience is going to be. You can't just have it in an open space where any and everybody can come. Like you said, you should check social media to see what people are planning in terms of countering. And clearly, this wasn't very planned out. And it's a it's a bad reflection of him. I mean, he deserved the opportunity to announce his candidacy on, you know, in a manner in which people could hear what he was saying. It was like it's like it's like elementary hour. I mean, it was it's it's quite embarrassing and it's a disappointment. But you can't be 12 years old and in a position because your uncle, you know, is a big Republican funder and expect, you know, to know how to navigate the political and the communication waters that will have a reflection on your candidate. Speaking of speaking of like 12 years old, when you're when when your candidate is, you know, like five foot three or something. Right. Don't don't There's you, nothing wrong with being five three. Charlie. Exactly, exactly, right. But but you don't want anybody knowing it when you're the leader, right? Like you put them up on a, da- a dais. You yeah. like you tower over people. Like you're you know you're you're the it's 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 an image. You never saw Roosevelt uh, when he was in a wheelchair, right? When part of the imagery, right? Yeah. They right. how'd they stand that guy up? Mm. His legs did, anyway. Carefully. So first of all, you like Mussolini for God's sakes is in a parapet. Yeah. Right. You, you all, right, Karen? They're, they're like, this is your one managed yeah. rollout. So it but looks to it me. Has to be, it has to be very deliberate and it has to be strategic. I mean, I even saw some smaller details that most people may have not picked up that if I were on that team that I'd change. I mean, because people pay attention to visuals and, you know, it's not sending the, the strong message that I think could be his platform. Well, give us a little something. You know, you got to help these guys. You know, somebody's getting fired. So the well, next the guy first is- thing you should do is return calls. I mean, you you uh-huh. gave them the opportunity. You know, you've got a great relationship. We've got a great relationship with Chief Craig. I mean, you have to, you know, that's just basic courtesy. Extend the opportunity. Know what that opportunity is and extend the courtesy of calling back and either confirming or denying that opportunity. Here's the that, other. that to me is a big thing. Second of all, like you said, 
you should always have a plan B. But two, if you've done your homework and you planned it right, you wouldn't need a plan B. I mean, there's no way they should leave from one place running around scrambling to try to find that. That was a mess. That was a mess. That's the only way I can describe that. And it's unfortunate. And here's another one. Here's let, let me help you guys. You're in the modern world now. See, and social media is getting out there before like yep. six o'clock news. If you look and he's talking, right? Mm-hmm. There's no projection of his voice on a PA system where yeah. somebody's telephone is picking it up. So you now look like he got shouted down. What he was pandering to, if you saw it, was local TV's uh, microphones. And yep. it, 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 it's too late. You got, you got shouted out and you got run out. Now, does this, Karen, is this cause for, is this campaign mortally wounded? No, it's not. But you'd have to do a very um, quick, very deliberate and a very strong restructuring. And you'd have to come out where there are no flaws at all. I mean, you, you said that you you thought he was pandering to, you know, the network microphones. You know, as chief, he had a great relationship with them. So now he's probably looking for favorable you know, support from them. But this is a different ball game now. And so, you know, Boom. that playbook has expired. Boom. Look at that. See that? Mm-hmm. See how bright she is? And, and look what she said. Restructuring, which I will interpret for the rednecks. <laughs> oh, somebody's out on their fucking ass. Oh, yeah. and, it, and it ain't going to be today. Because you don't yep. want to look like you're panicking, but it's going to be, it's going to be something small and somebody's gone. Because as I said, it has crippled them in a the sense of this. Trump, Trump's watching and you, you're going to need Trump. You can be, you can win the Republican nomination in this country. It's been shown without Trump. Mm. But if you're trying to curry favor and you always have been and he's not believing in you, I don't know what you're going to do. Let me ask you guys this. His staff put him in a pretty lousy situation there. Um, preparation wise what do you think he should have done as that was going on is there something he could have done because he, he looked a little shell-shocked or confused me or you karen who wants to go for it what do you do when you show up and you're looking at that what do you do well i mean i think he did the best that he could but he's also you know left to the decisions of the people around him they've got their arms around like their safety boys at, at elementary school trying to keep the crowd back that one guy that was to his right our left of the screen no way should he have been that close to the chief i mean just no way so i Look think you know he was he was probably thrown off uh and and it showed I don't know what he could have done at that point except do what he did, and that was leave, which here's, was, again, a bad look. But here's the deal. You pull up, you see it. You know, the famous gut that he had. No, you don't go in there. You just go like this. Fuck it. You send your advance man who should have called you. The advance, if they had one. Right? Yep. And he says, nah, it's a no-go. Just go go hide in the T-hole parking lot, right? We'll make a few calls, and we'll do it someplace else, which they ended up doing. But somebody had the lame brain idea. I'm going to stand up to these motherfuckers and get on the six o'clock news. I'm going to get on Tucker Carlson. Didn't work. No. Trump is laughing at you, man. And by the way, if you hate Trump, then I guess what you got. But hey, you know, Whitmer's going to. So anyway, this is going to be interesting. So now Craig's afraid to sit here. Whitmer's afraid to sit here. What does that let you know about what we're doing here? Remember, now, I know you're watching. I know the whole political class is watching. We are going to have the former chief of media relations, the right-hand man of James Craig for four years at least, here to talk about what was really going on. Mm. But before we do that, you know that we spare 
no expense here at the new bullshit news hour. You know that. That includes having a celebrity lip reader on staff. That is right. Our own comedian, Detroit Red, will interpret what you cannot hear from gubernatorial hopeful James E. Craig as his getting shouted down by a bunch of crazy white people. So here we go. I'm running for governor of goddamn Michigan. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And when I get in office, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Come on. Where the fuck is the police at when you need them? This is what the fuck they was talking about when I was police chief. I can't wait till I find out who dumbass fucking ideal this was to do this shit on Bell Isle. They motherfucking asses fired. And fuck y'all. Oh, God. That was easily his inner monologue. <laughs> but Charlie, I, you know, you, you talk about being clear. I don't, think, I don't think James Craig is afraid to come on here. I don't think his people are smart enough to know to put him on here. Oh, wait, you're right. There he is. There he is. Hey, Mr. Mr. Chief. God damn, there he is. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Motherfucking DWB. Listen now, I mean, where did you where did you learn sign language like that? Well, being cussed out in crowds across the country for many years, you learn pick up certain skills. So <laughs> I was able to decipher exactly what James Craig wanted to convey in that moment of hostility and uh, embarrassment. <laughs> Can we watch that again? Please. Okay, listen, if you want to, I know you're a lot of you, like 50, 60, 70, 80,000 of you listen while you're mowing the lawn. Uh, just go to YouTube, go to No Bullshit News Hour or Charlie Duffy Americans, and we'll, we'll post this on social media. I got to see that again. That, that's fucking good shit. I'm running for governor of goddamn Michigan. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And when I get in office, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. Come on. <laughs> Where the fuck is the police at when you need them? This is what the fuck they was talking about when I was police chief. I can't wait till I find out who dumbass fucking ideal this was to do this shit on Bell Isle. They motherfucking asses fired. And fuck y'all. <laughs> if, if you're listening you, and you're not looking, like not you know how now in this in this era they got the, the sign language interpreters for the hearing impaired. Yeah. Red's also interpreting that. So when yeah. Craig gives two thumbs up, Rev's getting two yeah. middle fingers, man. He, he really wants to to say, fuck y'all. Y'all oh, fucked yeah. up my announcement. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so he did it the polite mainstream way with two thumbs. But the two middle fingers is what he really wanted to put up. And I'm telling you, if he wants to win, like, what's going to get him there? He's probably one of the most sophisticated media presences in the state of Michigan. And he's getting bad advice and he's taking it and then mismanaging this dude. He should have given two fucking fingers. I'll just say this. I've seen better security at Walmart. By the way. <laughs> I'm just by saying. By the way. That's right. You know why? Because those are fucking Detroit cops who got to work a second goddamn job because they took all the uh, bennies and the pay from these guys. I know guys working at Meyer. Oh, fucking so, Meyer. So they moonlighting. So where, <laughs> where, where, you know, now it comes out. There ain't no fear, no favor here. It All the shit comes out because you want the big... You, I would have just retired, gone to work for the NRA and like called that a day. Let, let, let me say you this. My window. Let me say this. If you get protested on Bell Isle, people actually paid $12 to get on Bell Isle. 
to protest you. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, you they paid had, twelve they had to bucks. Pay to protest. Yeah, had, they paid to protest they you. You're saying they weren't paid protesters. They were no, paying they paid protesters. to protest. He got it backwards on Carl. By the way, let, let me balance this, folks. Okay, let's let's just do something here. These these fucking animals. God damn it, these. Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah, this is uh, this country's out of control. Now what's next? You know, b b burning downtown. Yeah, Craig kept downtown safe. No, listen, listen to me. This is American as apple pie. Apple pie. Pink pussy hats. You're protesting, right? Mm. Yep. Obama getting elected. You're protesting, mm -hmm. right? Everybody protests. That's our God-given right. That's what makes us cool. They you should. gotta expect this. Yeah. Gavin Newsom's getting shouted down by the right everywhere he was going. Hell, the dispensary collapsed on Ford. I'm ready to go protest that. <laughs> what? what? The dispensary <laughs> that collapsed on Ford Street. You're going to protest they, they took all the weed away, and they could have yes. just given it to the poor. Right. That's or, what I'm saying. Him. Right. They broke in the night before and took all the inventory, and they tore it down two days later. So there's nothing left. And then if you're going to, like, burn the evidence, at least let me stand within 20 feet of this That's shit. all I'm saying. I mean, come on. Do you know, like, in Detroit, near the new county jail, Mm -hmm. is the Federal Reserve. There's I a Federal not. Reserve satellite here, which they were very upset to hear about this jail because what do guys in jail got to do all day except plot a caper? <laughs> right. <laughs> on the federal, federal I, saw, I saw Die Hard 3. We about to get Ocean's <laughs> 313. Well, that's a good reference. <laughs> no. I, he broke into the Federal Reserve. It's not Drew's program. I don't get the right. pop culture references. <laughs> Sorry. I do news and I, I drink some beer and I go to bed and I love my children and I, I don't know any of that. Ask Karen. She knows that stuff. Okay, I don't know anything. Listen, our next guest is brought to you by Hall Financial who closes the majority of their loans in how many? Guess. Um, 19, 18? Eight. Eight, eight, Whoa, eight days or fewer. Look, uh, you know, there's inventory out there now. Prices are still high. Interest rates are low. You're looking to make a move over four. Thousand five star reviews. This is our guy. This is who we go with. This is who we deal with our houses, right? Right, yes. Mark? Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. We here, here in the No Bullshit News Hour, put our homes in the hands of uh, David Hall Financial, except for Karen. Except for Karen. Right. Karen, Karen didn't do anything. She don't touch hands. <laughs> she will lead a house. She hey, I didn't do that anyway, Charlie. I'm not really one of those touchy feely people. Keep your germs to yourself. Dude. Could you, like, you know, Mike Duggan was way on his honeymoon, I'm told. Could you imagine being in a, oh, seeing that guy naked? Imagine it, Karen. Imagine no. It, you, you and Mike. Mike just wore on porno for so many people listening to That's the show. That's good. Look, get off the porn. Get off the gambling sites, right? Get off the weed, motherfuckers. And get your shit together. What do you have against weed? Nothing. It's peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really taking offense to this attack on it's marijuana. He, he going home and patting his fucking marijuana. So good. Good. Why weed. not? It loves me. I love it back. It's a fully giving relationship. It doesn't, it doesn't shit on the carpet. At all. And I don't have to walk or feed it. All financial. Listen, uh, uh, go to 248-308-5000 or davidhallmortgage.com. Call 248-308-5000. Tell, tell them we sent you now. Welcome in, retired Deputy Chief of Media Relations, Michael Woody. How are you, brother? Charlie, what's up, my friend? My How man, are you, man. Let me, I, you know, dude, I, I always respected you. Like I, I knew you were pulling 
the sh- fucking wool over everybody's eyes, but you did it really well. <laughs> Why did you do that? Did you do that? So yeah, we- of course we did. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like, like, elaborate. Go on. Yeah, you, you know, so we had a we had a pretty uh, pretty tough message that we had to overcome when I first got there. Uh, you know, I had to assemble a team that we were going to just kind of dig in and just really show them what the department was all about. Uh, there was more to it than, than all the negative, uh, you know, press and, and thoughts out there. So we had to come up with a plan and how we were going to approach that. And your so plan was bullshit, got- wasn't it? It was to bullshit. It was to put a good face. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it was to bullshit, but I mean, we definitely had to change the look of the department. Right. So, I mean, we had to play that game and it was a lot of politics out there. Don't forget. I mean, we came in right after the uh, emergency manager and, uh, all that sort of stuff. So we were still dealing with a lot of that and a lot of the political ramifications from all that stuff. So yeah, we had to change the whole face of the department. Well, let's go like this. Before Craig comes in, there's five chiefs in five years. Then he comes in, right? So basically, crime's through the fucking roof when he comes in. The first year, crime goes down. And then every year, crime keeps going down at like historic rates somehow. And yet we're still the most violent city in America until finally, what was it, dude? Like 2017, the famous computer glitch on the data. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden we're going down 10% every year. And then it's a 15% spike because, because you were massaging. Well, you weren't, but the department was massaging crime numbers, weren't they? Yeah. You know, I can't say specifically if they were or not, but uh, I can tell you that the numbers, uh, man, they went through a lot of hands. Um, I think you and I, you know, we've talked so much about this stuff. And I can tell you that uh, when you start messing with numbers, I don't care how you do it. You can get numbers to say whatever you want. It's simple. It's easy peasy. Uh, And I have no doubt that that was happening to some degree or level. Uh, Because, again, we had to change the face and the narrative uh, of what was going on in the police department. So I have no doubt in my mind that there was some massaging of some sort going on. Well, like, dude, it was explained as a computer glitch and I, I freedom of information acted. What computer glitch? There was no computer glitch. There was yeah. no, uh-huh. no, see. We call that pencil whipping when we playing dominoes. You just write down the score you want. Yeah. And then by the end you win, even though you didn't score shit all game. Now look, this is important. Why am I starting with that question? I want, first of all, Whitmer's, crew around her is incompetent and we all know that we know health and human services we know the unemployment department right we we know this and you look at what was around and they can't keep data right you look at the same around craig if you don't know much about the department and i swear to god most of you don't if you look at just how his campaign was launched you already got incompetent people around you his his data his crime data was bullshit as well so these these are the choices you have but there are other candidates, there are other political parties, and even if you like one of these two candidates, and I, I wouldn't hate you if you did, you should know this stuff. Now, Woody, I started the program with this. James Craig liked to drink with Gaspar Fiore, did he not? Uh, yeah, I think they've met him a few times for drinks. Yeah, over, <laughs> were you there too? Uh, I was at one occasion, yeah. Was it at Sinbad's? No. Where was it? Uh, it was at a restaurant out. Uh, oh gosh, you know what? I think it was downtown. I think it was at. 
Oh man, one of the restaurants downtown in the in, in Renaissance. I can't remember what the name of it. Was. Well, half of them are closed, so it's really Mario's, not. maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I can't remember. So, what was discussed? What, what what does a chief of police and uh and you know a guy that went to federal prison for really for bribing people? What did they talk about at dinner? I you know I don't know. They weren't uh, they weren't sitting together uh, during this particular event that I was at. Right. Um, uh, I know they did talk, but I, I couldn't tell you what the conversation was. Yeah, so the point being, Gaspar Fiore's phone's tapped, and on that tap, he's talking about you know getting a drink with the chief. The chief, ultimately, in that time, was was the last word on these these towing contracts and the order in which people were giving giving the cars, right? Uh, yeah, to some degree. I mean, you got to remember that uh, uh, at some point. Uh, the border police commissioners had control over the towing contracts. They were the ones that were supposed to be handling all that. Uh-huh. Now, the the common denominator here is Celia Washington. Um, she was the attorney for the board uh, and handled the contracts at that point. And then she became uh, the staff attorney for the chief. And so in some ways that uh, those towing contracts followed her over to the chief's office, which they shouldn't have been there. Okay. They belonged to the border police commissioners, but somehow or another, they ended up uh, squarely in his lap. Fuck me. Wow. So there is an investigate. There was an investigation of her internally, right? Because she had got a new car. She got a, a a new mortgage on a house. And there was an internal investigation into her. Was there not? Uh, I can't confirm nor deny that. Well, well he told me specifically, you can Google it. He did. Yeah. yeah. And then he said so, he, ma- he made it go away because it was dragging on. Right. And then she ends up going to prison. What the? What kind of relationship did he have with her? How close were they? You know, they were real close. So their relationship, uh, from my recollections, was um, you knew that there was a lot of trust that he had in her, um, and he was. She was like his go-to when he questioned anything uh, political or uh, legal, and we would. Uh, excuse me. He would have conversation with her and then she'd come back to me and we would have conversation about how we're going to present uh, the information out. But, uh, you know, at some point I remember that right around this whole towing thing, like there was a lot of um, silence in the office, so to speak. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. uh, something went wrong there. You know what I mean? Like you could just tell the relationship had soured at some point. So th- this is a, this is a big deal though, right? And we weren't, let's, let's put this in perspective today. The feds, zippered off city hall. Like I was there when they raided John Gotti Jr.'s establishment. I didn't see that many feds. So now at least in part, and I know it's more than that, but at least in part, this deal has to do with towing. You're now running for governor. You've got to give. Do you agree? He owes the public an explanation of what he knew, what he knew and how much control he had at that time. And what his exact relationship with Washington and Fiore was. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, and for the record, uh, I, I, I always felt that he needed to come out with that because I knew that at some point, so this talk about uh, running for governor stuff, this is not new conversation. Uh, when I no? first joined his team back in 2013, uh, they, I mean, it was almost one of the first conversations we had, like, very early on in my in my time there, we had these conversations. So this has been a long time planning. So, uh, and with that in mind, I was always pressing. Let's be upfront. Let's be you know transparent because 
should we ever get to a point to where, you know, whatever political seat he wanted to go for, we were, we were going to be good. So you were smart enough to know that this day was coming. Yeah. I mean, listen, the one thing about James Craig, I'll tell you, once he puts his mind to something, he's going to go for it. He's going to do it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, first of all, I just want to, I want to commend Karen because she, she was spot on with her, with her assessment. And I see a lot of things in that video too. Uh, his, he, he definitely needs to do better with, with, with his campaign people. That's for sure. But see, that's a challenge when you've got the people paying or funding the campaign, deciding who's going to be around you in the campaign. That's the thing. If he wants to do this, he's got to take control over who's on his team. Bottom line. I fully agree with you. And not only that, but I mean, they don't know Detroit, right? Like you, Detroit is, I love Detroit. I miss Detroit. You know, uh, I will tell you right now, I have a, I have a deep found, uh, uh, love for Detroit and the Detroit people because they are real, right? Like they don't, they don't hide. They don't sidestep no shit whatsoever. Like, you know, up front where you stand. But and let me say, let me these, say this though. Let me say this. He not running for the mayor of Detroit. He's running for the governor of Michigan. Yeah. So what I, I'm, what I'm telling you is he's got a communications guy just came from Virginia. His campaign manager is from Illinois. You're not even from fucking Michigan, much less does he even know Michigan. It's big now. But he's sure, got to carry I, Detroit. Yeah, he does. And not to mention, this is where he decided to launch, uh, you know, his his gubernatorial race from. Right. So you got to know your environment. you got to know your 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 audience. And yep. knowing that, uh, you know, he should have been a little bit more. Uh, I, I feel like he should have been more. Uh, more calculating. Than Ready? Let me go back to another thing. Let me go to something. Sorry, Red. Um, remember when the narcotics unit got busted up the first time, 2015? Remember that? Yeah. Okay. And just quickly give us what happened there. What what, what went on in narcotics? Real quick. Yeah. So in a, in a real quickly, I guess, uh, you know, there was uh, some theft going on and, and some some illegal raids and some other things that are going on that were, uh, uh, you know, fully supported by the command staff of narcotics. Um, the extent of which, how far up that chain that went is still under investigation. Still, time. still so, under investigation the first time around because right. he ends up blowing up narcotics, right? Right. He blows it up, but reconstitutes it under another name. So nothing yes. really changed. And a few years later, they get busted again for swapping out cocaine, shaking down dope dealers, selling dope dealers back their own confessions, that kind of shit. So right. in the first go around, the commanding officers that first time, no booking of evidence, that kind of shit. The commanding officers, the top three officers there, they don't, they don't even go to trial board. They were scheduled for trial board. There were warrants written up, right? Whatever happened to those guys? Oh, they're all in prison right now. No, that's 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 the street cops. What happened to the guys in charge oh. of them? Yeah, so you're talking the higher level executives. So um, nothing that I'm aware of. I think there's some of them are still uh, have been promoted multiple times since this incident. All three of so them are deputy chiefs. Wow. Yeah, deputy yeah, fucking sure. chiefs, dude. Like this is the kind of stuff that the people deserve to know. Like, what kind of club is this thing? You know, I love police. I do. I love good. You know that, Woody. 
You know, yeah. I worked hard for you fuckers, for some fairness, yeah. right? For a good wage, for enough officers on the blocks with good equipment since I walked into this town. That kind of shit is where I'm going, right? Hey, yeah. Whitmer's getting hers too. Oh, I'm going. But that's true though, right? I mean, it, it was a revolving carousel of command staff. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It still is to this day. What's I mean, it? look at your command staff now. Well, go ahead. Describe for the people because they don't know. We, we, we're all trying to make up our mind. What do you mean? Yeah, sure. So um, there's a lot of nepotism, a lot of cronyism, all that sort of stuff that goes on in the department. So um, a lot of the people that are in charge and command right now, um, these were the same folks that were involved in some of the incidents that like you're describing. Um, others have their own, you know, unique problems that they bring to the table. But uh, for the vast majority of the command officers that are out there, uh, you know, they're good officers. They're doing what they can, you know. Uh, exactly. There are a few of them that are high up there that, you know, they get to pick the next generation of executives and leaders. See, and I, I'm sweating. I really am because this is heavy shit. Like, I know uh, it got to be on social media or whatever, like, fuck you, little fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It, man, look, back when you were here and, and I was running around, you guys have your eye on me? Oh, yeah. You were the first one we were checking out all the time, Charlie. You know that. I don't. Go ahead. Tell me now. Now now, tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, we were. Listen, man, I, I always had to. You were probably uh, uh, you were like my boogeyman, to be honest with you. I was always. Charlie was there. I never knew where you were. <laughs> <laughs> I was always wondering where, where, where you were going to pop out of. And, uh, you know, so watching you and kind of keeping, you know, tabs on you where you were going. I mean, I was just a part of my daily grind, man. I mean, uh, if Charlie was onto something, you knew there was going to be something. So, yeah, dude. Uh, and it's like, look, folks don't trust them. If, if they can't answer the question, don't trust them. Duggan hides. Karen, Karen, you used to have a radio show. You'd have Duggan on, right? And you'd have to make a deal with him. Correct. Before well, and, and, and let's make it clear. It's not with him specifically. It's, it's with the people. So okay. that's their representation in terms of, and I only say that to say, because in some instances, it may be the people making the decision or are they following the direction of the person? So we, we got to be clear and we got to be fair. But yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're not going to talk about. So yeah, you're at, you're absolutely right. But Woody, you know, uh, I mean, Woody was always a stand-up guy to work with. Um, and Charlie was our, Charlie was my boogeyman too. So I mean, you knew. I mean, he did his homework. He did it respectfully. Charlie was on my behind a whole lot of times. But I couldn't be mad if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Then I have no right to be offended or you know been out of shape as a result. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely correct. I, I, I just want to say it's not a surprise that police is getting pulled over and stolen cars in the passenger side and hearing the levels of this here. It's a culture. It's, it's Absolutely. a bad you know culture. You know what, Red? You are, you are spot on. And here's what happens is when you have failed leadership or leadership that is corrupt in and of itself, this is what that this is the result of that. Because now these <laughs> officers feel empowered or emboldened to go out there and do these kinds of things, right? Because they think they're going to get away with it or they think that they're, you know, above, above the law or above everybody else. Listen, I had a law enforcement officer ask me last night. Remember when uh, we found out that... Uh, James Craig didn't take his state law enforcement certification called MCOLs. 
right? You have to take the exam in order to wear the uniform in Michigan, correct? Okay. Did he ever take the exam? No. He never took the exam? No, not to my knowledge. He did not take the exam. In fact, I think what he ended up doing was uh, he had uh, the late great uh, Benny Napoleon, rest in peace. He's a good friend of mine. I'm so sad to see him pass away, but he had him uh, swear him in as a deputy so that he could then what? Wait, okay, wait, wait, okay, hold on. Small ball, but yeah, go ahead, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. The chief of police is supposed to be wearing the uniform. And so he got the late great Benny Napoleon to swear him in as a deputy so he could wear a police uniform? Really? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's fucking. him to be able to conduct uh, uh, police powers in in Wayne County. Wait a minute! I'd yell at my kid. You're taking the fucking test. Right. Why I wouldn't need to? The PSATs are coming up. They don't even count for anything. You're taking the fucking test. Yeah. It seems like it would have been easier for him to take the test. No, no, it was actually easier just to call. Can you give us a window and say, "Hey, swear me in"? <laughs> that is yeah, some fucking exactly. conniving shit. Why didn't he take the test, Woody? Yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, my only speculation uh, would be that he was just so uh, overwhelmed and inundated with his new position that he just didn't have time to study. Or well, then how's he going to be a governor? Whoa! Yeah, ding, right? ding, 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 ding. Well, I mean, seems obvious. Wow. He's going to have somebody take that test, too. <laughs> the governor test? <laughs> Do you have to take one? Doesn't uh, look hey, like it. It's called the election. What I'm looking at the last couple of administrations, I don't, I don't think you got to know shit. You just got to smile and take a check. All right, look. Can you confirm for me, my sources, if you know, did James Craig want to be Donald Trump's police czar? Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, confirmation. Yeah, look. Absolutely. Like, again, we had this conversation early on. Um, it was no secret. Um, I mean, he and I would talk about it pretty regularly, even, you know, uh, late night conversations about crime and stuff in the city. It would turn to politics, of course, and uh, he would indicate he really wanted to try and get picked up by, uh, by the Donald. And was, was Amorosa the gateway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had... Um, his connection, he had a connection to her somehow, some way. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, both, they're both starring in reality shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm not, I'm not sure what his connection was to her. Like, I don't know who that person was, but he did have connection to her. And he would oftentimes uh, have conversation with that I mean, person. I'm going to be honest. If Amorosa, so. if Amorosa was my plug, I wouldn't expect shit to happen. I'm just saying, if that's the only plug I got is Armorosa. Yeah, or the exact opposite of what you're expecting anyway. <laughs> right. Okay, so look, we got a narcotic squad that gets blown up, and everybody gets made a commanding officer. Nobody faces any music. We have crime stats that are faked, right? We got murder going through the roof. During his tenure, we were either we were 2013 the most violent city. 14, the most violent city. 15, the second most violent city. Thank you, St. Louis. 16, the most violent city. 17, the second most violent city. Again, thank you, St. Louis. 18, the most violent city. 19, the most violent city. And it's going to be the same for 2020. So how did he pull the wool over the eyes 
of southeastern Michigan. How, it's the media. Correct. It was the media. And uh, you, motherfucker, <laughs> were the yeah. second deputy chief of media. Really, you did that. You are. Wait, you went to Harvard. Yeah. What, what did you do before you were a cop? You were like a scientist. Wait, nope. Wait, <laughs> we get wait. Twenty guesses. You a were reporter. a statistician. <clears throat> no, nope. You studied journalism at California Berkeley. Was wow, you. I wish no. You. Carried the equipment bags for Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes. Wow, no. You were the publisher and editor of Crane's like Business. Uh, <laughs> I want to see some of those. Charlie, okay. you missed a key word that Woody said early when he first started talking. He said narrative. And under this administration, that has been the whole thing. We're Karen, Karen, narrative. Karen, Karen. Yes. Yes. I think we got the guy here that invented the narrative. And I want to know how he perpetrated the narrative. Woody, what did you used to do before you were a cop? I was a roofer. He's a fucking roofer. The guy's a roofer and created this international figure. <laughs> he had a lot of time to think. A fucking roofer. So, hey, listen, working people, I know you got it. I, we know how smart we are. It's like, but dirty hands means clean living. Done it. So Woody was a roofer. A roofer. Did he take the test? Or a did roofer. Voice? I'm not finished here. A roofer <laughs> manipulated the whole it's national media. Okay, so how did you do that, Woody? What was your strategy to manipulate? How did you end up controlling media? This guy's fucking, oh. he's Molotov, this guy. <laughs> you know what? I, really, there was, so there was a number of things, right? So the first thing, obviously, was... Uh, you know, my choice in reporters. Um, when I first came in, there were a lot of well-known reporters uh, and I had to learn trial by fire. Who was, who was the good ones? Who were the lazy ones? Uh, that sort of stuff. And okay. depending on what narrative or how I structured the narrative to go out uh, as to who got, you know, who got picked for a story. Who I, got I, the exclusive. I right? think, I think I'm understanding that, but see, I want you to go back to your roofer days when you spoke fucking English and just, what did you do? You're getting close. I think I hear what you're saying, but just let it rip. Go on. Yeah. What, what did you do? Yeah, no, I manipulated the, uh, the reporters and the, putting, out the, uh, putting out the narrative that I wanted them to say. So you picked, absolutely. it sounds to me like you picked reporters, right? Yeah, you absolutely. Had, so how did you choose reporters? Uh, just based on their reporting style. Um, so, I mean, no secret to you, every reporter has a style, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the Jim Kurtzners, the, you know, everybody all the way down to Rupe Raj, you know, everybody has a style. And so, um, I knew that if I wanted to get something out there that was not going to be questioned, uh, I think that I would go with something like, uh, you know, a nice, uh, nice reporter that has a good reputation of just, Putting out facts, just you know, fluffy. You know, we'll start out fluffy, and then we'll kind of get into the meat of things. That's all. And I might to say, say, right. So then I'll give it to this reporter, and if they do a great job with it, fine. If not, then I'm going to get the next reporter, who's the, you know, who's the uh, hound dog, and I'm going to give them a little bit more intel, and then we're going to push that narrative out there, and then eventually it's going to increase to the point to where all the stations are calling me because they want more, you know, more scoops. information. They want more scoops. Yeah. So Absolutely. let me see. Let me let me break this down. You picked. You got bad news. 
you you pick dopes. You pick the people you could manipulate. You'd give them the narrative, and they'd run with it. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Manage, so, Charlie, not manipulate. Manage. Right. Well, absolutely. You, you can't make a human being do it. Woody's sitting around. Let, let me interpret here. <laughs> you can just say yes or no. You're watching TV looking for the dumbest one you can find and go, that's the one. That's the one. That, that's the I one we're going to I would say that. No, I think I would say that one's going to be able to push my story for me. Yes. Oh. Can, can I put it in an even simpler term? Yeah. You were a reporter pimp. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what that's you were. Right, I think I, but, but that's how everything is. That's what people don't understand. Everything they see, you've got to understand the other side of it the information that they get, how the perp- purpose person is presented. All of all of this is strategic. Nothing Absolutely. is organic. Nothing is random. It is all strategic and performative. Everything is. Yes, Absolutely. but we rarely we rarely get to hear this side. That's the inside the bunker. What are we gonna do? We yep. are out, out here, especially the media. It's like, yeah, they're picking the himbo. Yeah, this one we're gonna puff him up. Like, hey, that's a you're our guy. Come on, man, we're gonna. You know, we're going to give you a town hall or we're going to we're going to go through a demo, demolished house with you. And you're going to say what we need you to say. And we're not even going to ask you. You just it's understood because you're a lazy sure. bum. Press conference for a hostage taker. So, Michael, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael, putting this all together, you seem pretty good at your job. And the people we saw earlier didn't seem very good at their job. Why aren't you working with them now? Yeah, great question. You know, I've received a lot of phone calls from uh, quite a few different parties, and his was not one of them. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that'd be a question you have to ask him. Uh, I know we talked about it. Uh, I worked very hard at building his reputation uh, and making sure that, you know, uh, one thing about uh, James is he's very good at sound bites. He understands that. So uh, I'd, I'd have some advice for him if he if you wanted to reach out. Yeah, I don't think he's going to call you anymore. Yeah. But uh, listen, yeah, no, I don't either. So why did your bromance break up with him? You know, there's uh, that's kind of a long story, but uh, at, you know, there was a lot going on in the world at that time. Uh, make it life, short. Uh, make it. Make it. Make it short. Make it pointed. Just say it. Okay. I yeah, don't know why just, you never uh, explained we just to disagreed me. Disagreed on just disagreed on a lot of things, and uh, I. We just didn't see eye to eye anymore. Like, so like on what? On. Like on what? Give me, give me two, two things you didn't see eye to eye. On. Uh, well, one of them he questioned my my leadership for one. Uh, he did that quite often. I was constantly thrown under buses for different things. Uh, he started using me more and more as his uh, as his patsy for things and create conversation or issues, and then say, "Oh, well, Woody did it," and you know that's that's kind of how things went and. After a number of months and even years of that, it was was a bit much. And he started questioning my leadership, uh, where I thought we needed to go and how we needed to address certain things. And uh, you're not being specific. I did. I will break this one down. Never questions the powers of the pimp. Let the pimp do what he's going to do. No, it's like this. I'm going to explain it like this because Woody ain't going to give it up. You give it up, motherfucker. People, it's your credibility here. Give me one. What was the big falling out? The big falling out was when I had, uh, I think the one that was really the big one, we were downtown at, a, at an event and one of my uh, subordinates had really uh, mouthed off and was disrespectful to me. Uh, and so I wanted to suspend him uh, as, you know, I was, a, I was a you know police sergeant for a number of years and that's what I would have done then. So 
I went to go do it this time only. I didn't realize that I did not have the authority to suspend him. Uh, and I think the chief probably took issue that, you know, I suspended him at this event at this particular time. And he thought that I should have, you know, waited a little bit. Well, I didn't think that was accurate. I think he needed to be suspended and sent home immediately. Uh, I guess he was it. making a scene and he was doing all this stuff. So that was the, that was the last time, uh, uh you know, chief and I had it out and right there in the street and, that was it. He's well known for that. I'll, I'll let you all know. Like I, I once did a story about a raid team and an undercover narcotics team, the 12th precinct and the 11th precinct, north side of the city, eight mile in, okay? And they didn't know each... The raid team didn't know that the undercover narcotics team was undercover. They ended up getting in a fight. Guns got drawn. The raid team put guns to the heads of the undercover guys. Eh? Hear what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how a citizen gets treated in the dark of night. Nobody suffered any consequences. The point being, why didn't they know, yeah. right? Why wouldn't the commanders talking from the 11th and 12th? Because in that time span, something like five years, there had been 13 total commanders of these two precincts. Right, Woody? It was like a yes. carousel of a command staff, and there was never any consistent knowledge of anything going on in this department in my estimation, is my estimation within reasonableness. Oh, yeah, I think you're spot on. Absolutely. I mean, it was just whatever the order of the day was, right? I mean, never really was consistent. I, I got to say this. Listen, folks, this guy, Michael Woody, second deputy chief of media relations, the, the guy in everything, He's like a chief of staff almost. He's the, the Pasky, the White House spokesperson. He's in everything. What I've been telling you, it took a long time for this man to be brave enough to tell the fucking truth here. I will not lie to you. I work really hard. He has to be my enemy. Karen had to be my enemy because you are my community. I, was, I never got it wrong, brother, did I? I never lied to them, did I? No, you did not. I never did. No. Nope. This is shit. And you did your homework, Charlie. I always yep. gave you props for that. You did your homework. If you came, you already knew. You, I mean, so if if yeah. if, if, if anything <laughs> fell short, it was on our end. So I mean, that's that's just who you were. And if you're I, right. Thank you, you know. Karen. If I didn't do the homework, that's lying. That's posing. That's, right. that's being a poser and a guesser. You know, and that's half-ass doing your job. How many times did he call you, Charlie? Who? Him? Never. Uh, never. There was once <laughs> never when... never got pimped out? The, 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 chief, the chief had a birthday party. Right? He had a private birthday party paid by the command staff. They all kicked in. Oh, and, and there were pictures that show up. And it's all the fucking media is on the dais with the chief hoisting his liquor and toasting the guy. And I'm like, motherfucker. Fuck, I, that is so out of bounds. So I call Woody and I go, what's up with that? He goes, yeah, I, I, I called around. I invited him. I go, did you invite me? And he said, oh. I said, thank you, motherfucker. That's some respect. That is the best non-invitation I ever got. You know, every now and then you do have to treat your, your hookers special. <laughs> well, no, I got a lot of love. You know, I mean, I okay, we're heating up, but. Man, my community professional is the media. There's a lot of them I love, and I know a lot of you are going to get mad, but fuck you. Look at me. Fuck you. 
You hear it now. Where you been? Get busy. You didn't do Whitmer. You didn't do Craig. You're not doing Duggan. You didn't do Flint. You're not look. Come on. Right, Woody? I agree. Let's ask those 90-second puff pieces, man. Get to work. Fuck me. So, so what do you think is going to happen with White? Just, your, you know, being that you were in the business, what do you think going to happen with him? The current oh, chief. Man. The current chief, right. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? James White's a good man. He's, I don't think I've ever known him to lie or be, um, you know, anything like that. But he's, I don't know that this is going to be his position, to be honest with you. You mean um, he's a good. He should have run for mayor. Do you think he could have done better if he run he could, for mayor? Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do too. I didn't think I of that, Karen. That's yeah. right. Yeah, this is not for. Uh, look, he's a good, honorable dude, right? Yes. But he yes. ain't hard like that. Yeah. There's blood in the streets, but he's a good, honorable dude. And the longer he stays in there, the harder it's going to be to maintain that. But I wish him all the luck. I just ain't seeing nothing. Yeah, I'll second that. And I don't think, and you know, from what I'm seeing and hearing, uh, you know, I still talk to a lot of the officers back there, and uh, they're, they're getting the same sentiment. Uh, they, mm. you know, they like the guy, but they just don't think that he's the leader that should be in front of the party. We are so fucking going. Fun. Going back to uh, Chief Craig. And, um, you know, you, you're going to ruffle some feathers when you run a department or a state as he wants to do. Uh, I'm just curious, how did he work with other uh, departments, uh, say, like Wayne County or maybe the state police? Or how, how did he go with other leadership positions in law enforcement in the state, in your opinion? No, he was always very uh, congenial to the uh, other, you know, enforcement agencies and so forth like that. Anytime we worked together with them, uh, it was usually partnered to do something really positive. So it was never really any pushback from them. Uh, I think this position is probably going to offer uh, a different view of that for him. Uh, he's actually going to have to put his foot down. He's actually going to have to, you know, but boring stumbling through. Look, if you got no answer, don't fucking answer. Here's the truth. State police hate his fucking guts. You know that. Remember the tasering of the kid on the ATV, the 15-year-old, mm -hmm. and he died two years ago? Yeah. And he tossed the state police on the pile, and then they pulled their troopers the fuck out. Remember, Woody? Oh, I, I do know, remember that. I yeah. know the state police. They're, they did not show up on purpose yeah, at that's, Bell Isle. He never asked for them, but they certainly fucking laughing at him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, by the way, the FBI and the DEA, do you guys remember last year, the confidential informant? That the feds would not clear to be a confidential informant. Yes, yes. The, the Detroit police on the task force with the DEA yeah. hired him, and then he went out and murdered six fucking people. Yeah, remember it well. Remember that, Woody? Yeah. I do. Remember when Craig has a press conference, goes, the DEA didn't tell me, fuck them, we're done, remember? Yeah. Well, they're they all remembering that. now. This is the stuff, hmm. if you're a politico, that you don't have in your 500-page dossier... Because you can't Google it. There's about three people that know the inner workings of the police. You check out their work. They can, they can have George Hunter. You, George covers this shit. Good writer, yeah. He, he, he covers it. He has for years. It's there. So George, right? Whatever his relationship is with the department, I don't know. I'll just say George covers it. A guy named James Dixon covers it. He doesn't cover the politics, but he covers what, you know, mm -hmm. what's, what's going on. And that's it. That's it. And, and they're both excellent at what they do. There you go. Props to you. So, 
just like Whitmer. Again, where are the stories about the slush fund and the airplanes and shaking people down, right? What about the nerd? Nobody did. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to move this <laughs> with, with our media guru here. Do you know how many people, Mike Duggan, with their, our grand juries out, and the feds have wrapped up City Hall. Uh, he's not afraid of anything. How many fucking reporters went to work for this guy? How many reporters did he hire? From Duggan. Yeah. I can think of two. I can think least. of five. Five? Five from Fox 2 alone. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a ton of them. That's, yeah. that's the thing. But that too is strategic. Remember, his first media hire was Alexis. Yeah. That's a, and yep. he just, just went on, and it was all hire. strategic. All yeah, of it. Let me give Alexis Wiley a little credit here. I'm going to watch this. Good hire. She did not know Duggan. Duggan got elected. I'm not making any excuses for it. He got elected, saw her. Pulled her in. She would do tough stories about mm -hmm. politics. She would do, you know, um, uplifting stories about Detroit trying to claw out and rebuild itself. And this is where I'll get, I, I think his, his administration is despicable. But I'll say this. She at least accomplished shit. She learned that job. I can't say that about the rest of the bums going over there and sucking up checks. Would you agree with that, Woody? Absolutely. You, I, you know, I have, a, I have a profound respect for Alexis Wiley. I mean, uh, she was one of the first reporters I actually dealt with when I came to the city, uh, when I came to that position. She did an amazing job. And when she took the position over at the mayor's office, there was a lot of scuttle around like she wasn't going to make it. She didn't know what she was doing, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I agree with your assessment, Charlie. She did, uh, she did pretty decent in my, in my book. Karen, your estimation? We might as well get inside baseball here. Uh, estimation of you know like uh, all these reporters going well like i said i think it's strategic you know but i mean you've got to look at you know just the, the what's the strategy there what's the, the strategy well the strategy is that they don't eat their own you the strategy is is that you know if i've got you if, if i can't beat you i can hire you um the other thing is that the industry is on a decline so people are looking for ways to either maintain or increase their income i mean I, you, you can't fault somebody for that uh, but he's got the largest communication staff in any other administration. And this is the only administration that has never been scrutinized um, the way past administrations have. Even Dennis Archer's administration, which everybody liked and was favorable towards. I mean, this administration doesn't get checked on anything ever. They do on this fucking program. And you know what? I'm just trying to limp along until I get my Medicare. And when I get my <laughs> Medicare, right, I am going to go to yourmedicaredied.com. You know why? Why? Because see these Elton John yeah, type glasses? See. They don't just appear out of anywhere. Can you get your eyeballs covered by Medicare? I don't know. I don't know. Who I've never been on it. Where do I go to find out? I appreciated the, the Tony Stark look at the very beginning. When you were doing the <laughs> that was, Tony Stark makes that you feel he's a cool man. exec with a heart of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Listen, go uh, call 888-970-2940 or visit them at yourmedicareguide.com. You can be in person, Zoom, Karen, they'll even send you a carrier pigeon wrapped in plastic if that's what it takes. Hey, no, I don't need Medicare. I got a long time before that. I Just by the look of you, I thought you were getting close. You, you thought so, I was close by the look of me. Certain, what are you talking about? Well, the last time you were, I didn't want to talk about the roots. Oh, 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 oh. oh. 
Charlie. Oh, no. I'm lying. It's just a joke. Jesus. After show me. Come on, we levity, be levity. Okay, put your head to the camera and let us look. No. <laughs> <laughs> look at mine. Yeah, but see, on men, gray makes you look more distinguished. On yeah, women, it's, it's, they say, oh, you know, I heard this guy talk about, hey, I don't want to be around any 60-year-old women. I've got a 38-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, men want to run women to the ground and then talk about how bad oh, they Oh, no, do. don't get sexist. You, well, you, wait. Yes, that's not first, sexist. First, first, of all, Karen, first of all, Karen, let me say this. Yeah. Gray on a man do not look distinguished because then you go from, hey, red, to, hey, unk, hey, old man. So that's right. bullshit. How, how do you think it is going? Going into a store, moving through age, going from "Hey, baby" to "Yes, ma'am." That's not good either. How do you think it go? How do you think it feels like going from "Hey, Red" to "Hey, Rust"? <laughs> hey, Woody said he didn't sign up for this, so let's keep going. Woody didn't say that. Look at you. Man is the message. Look at that. She's she still has it. She still knows how to lie. Um. Is the Medicare site easy to use? <laughs> yes. Get on there. I mean, go there. I, What's I, that address? I went on. Right. I, I did that. You guys no, didn't hear that? How, how much are they paying for that spot? I'm old. I need to go there. I mean, I'm not I charging them anything. It's for old people. They sent me an AARP invitation the other day. I got scared. <laughs> uh, listen here. Um, this one is serious, as you know. Uh, Strong Hearts Native Helpline. If you're hurting in a relationship, you want to talk. Pretty much it. You know, you're hurting and you need to talk. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, confidential, anonymous, right? It's domestic dating, sex violence, right? You need to talk, right? Workplace work abuse. It's a groovy thing, right? It's a helpline for Native Americans and Alaskan Natives, but also you. Like, just all you got to do is get one of them DNA tests. And if you're 0.0000002, you're probably related to Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and you're welcome to come on too <laughs> it's all about helping people it really it's about it's about helping people i really believe in this i know the people look when you call 8447 native 8447 native it starts out with a groovy flute just to get you relaxed <laughs> Right? That's a flute? It, yeah, well, I'm smoker. So I'm, I'm going to be calling Smoking this. Smoking what, Charlie? Uh, red, what did we smoke? <laughs> Marijuana. I thought, it, I thought it was ground up rubber. Well, so, uh, we uh, must uh, have had some different shit. Listen, in listen. <laughs> but, but seriously, listen. 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 Connect with an advocate by calling or texting 8447-NATIVE or by using the chat icon at strongheartshelpline.org. And I will put this up on my social media. It's important. I've actually had a couple of people get in touch with me. Good. Do yourself a favor. There's someone out there want to help you, okay? Now, we talking about the media trying to suck up a paycheck, man. Little Duff ain't for sale. And... Uh, Share, share, share. Share, share, share. That's right. <laughs> Listen, that way we don't have to be for sale. Facebook is shutting us down. We gave you a lot of information here. Like it's on like Donkey Kong. The political season has started. Now you know what's going to be going on. How you doing, Jimmy? Okay. Me? I ain't for sale, man. I, I, I try to be a journalist, mm -hmm. reporter, and a working person. You know, I ain't waiting for the government to give me something. Because they give me something, then they take it yeah, away they want from something, me. Yeah. They take they it. want something back, Charlie. I want, I want, that's with anybody. I want to earn it. That's just country. That's just fucking country. 
And then eventually we all came from the country, right? So, me, no, 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 no. I ain't on nobody's list. Me, I am the handyman at the American Coney Island. Now, the day before, Jim Craig and his hipsters get run off of Belle Isle. <laughs> they came to the American Coney Island, right, to give the media a pre-announcement announcement. They, they went to all the stations and gave them a pre-announcement announcement, announcement hmm. right? Okay. So this is like five announcements today. But the funny thing is, I ran them off from the Coney Island. I didn't mean to. I was just cleaning windows. Doing your job. You know, because you it, it's a very groovy place and everybody's well. But I guess I kind of stink. <laughs> I just was trying to get the windows done so His Majesty would look good for his interview. And it was really weird. And listen, it's, it's a, a video piece shot and edited by Byron Goggin. Go on uh, YouTube. YouTube. What's it called? Uh, the Americans. Americans. The Americans or the No Bullshit News Hour. With Charlie Ludo. Just look it up. Subscribe. And you can get all these things. And we'll, we'll post it too, but... Uh, this is what we put together. I'm a part-time handyman downtown. I paint and fix toilets and clean windows. It's a good, honest job. The boss is nice. And there's no shame in physical labor. After all, dirty hands means clean money. I used to do TV news, and at first it was cool, and then I realized it was fake. Not fake like made up, but fake like high school. No one wants to take on power. It's less about informing you than it is about their own popularity. So now I do news on my own, and windows, no makeup. While I was working Monday afternoon, James E. Craig, the former chief of Detroit police, comes in for a TV interview. He'll announce a run for governor, again. And the following day, he'll announce two more times. Because the first announcement the next day doesn't go as scripted. You know how it is in politics, Byron. If you can't manage the stage, the actor gets nervous. We want him to come on the No BS News Hour and answer our questions because we know stuff, because we're the only ones who ask the stuff, because we get on our knees for work, not for politicians. Why? What, what, what's, what's the hang-up? I have no, I'm actually confused at what the hang-up is because I don't see it. Is, isn't media great? I yeah, mean, I, that's the thing. I want this. I want you guys. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I want this, but you promise you'll stay outside? Yeah, but I'm going to do that window first. I'm, no, see, it's dirty because this is my job. Wait, oh, this is my job. And if you're going to use it, it got to look right. Okay. Craig and his crew seem to sense this. Your Highness, your table is ready. First, the TV reporters come, and then they leave. And then they come back again. And then Craig and his crew come again. Okay, there, there's the chief. Yeah, go ahead. Get a yeah, go on. Get a picture. And then they all leave again. I don't know why. We working people just want real answers to some real questions about our very real problems. So if you're interviewing question number one. What would he change? Crime rate or the, um, the way the city is? 
it just don't make sense because we got a lot of corrupt politics around here. So if you're just trying to get in the limelight to just to show that you want to be a governor, I don't think that's good because even when you was a chief Craig that you really didn't change nothing but the way to get to the politics. Crime still high? Crime still high. Murder still ain't getting solved, none of that. Call 911 or they come? 20, 30 minutes later. Probably an hour. Probably an hour. Cause you know how much healthcare is? When I quit Fox 2, I forgot to get health insurance because I always had, didn't think about it. You go on the Obama exchange, you can't afford it. You try to get COVID, you can't afford it. You can't afford, working people can't afford anything. True. I love all the stimulus, but how are we going to pay for the stimulus? <laughs> They said, we're, 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 gonna, we're gonna borrow the money first and then fix the taxes. Oh, come on, man. With Cuomo gone in New York, Michigan is ground zero for the midterm elections. So we're not gonna let the politicians or their political handlers or the overweening weenies manipulate us here. Craig is going to answer the questions about exploding crime, fake crime numbers, and corruption charges during his tenure as the head of the police department. Whitmer, who's also dodging us, is going to answer questions about the nursing home debts, her political slush funds, and her lockdown mandates. We promise no fear, no favor, and no fake news. Because if you're running for governor, just remember, look over your shoulder. I'll be there. Most stylish window washer I've ever seen. Charlie, did that give you a wedgie? <laughs> it did, but I, interestingly enough, I. You liked it? I'm going to do it some more. <laughs> that was a good piece. I appreciate that. Yes, it was. You know, that piece was brought to you by the bricklayers and the light craft workers, local too, right? The, there is a career there. There is benefits. There is health care. There's a signing bonus. There's paid training. They're looking for skilled trowel workers. Demands uh, at an all-time high. Look, just go to bricklayers.org, bricklayers.org, and click join BAC, BAC being bricklayers and allied craft workers, BAC, brick and craft. Got it? Yep. It's there. Hey, Red. Yes. You got your comic show's coming up. Yes. October 16th, which is Sweetie's Day here in Michigan. I'm doing our It's the sweetest day everywhere, bro. It's only two states celebrate it. You know, we, I, I've been to lobbying. Dude, no, no state celebrates it. No, we celebrate Michigan not, it, and Ohio. It, no, it's not a fucking state holiday, Red. Hey, here it is. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> The women then stole all the other holidays. You gonna give them this one too, dude? I'm gonna just like, okay. I, I don't know how to break 16. this to you. Not even Valentine's Day is actually a, any kind of government holiday. All right, so I, I know it ain't a government holiday, but you try telling your old lady you ain't celebrating <laughs> and see what happens to your ass. But October 16th at the Historical Senate Theater, I'm taping my first comedy stand-up special that I should be famous. It's a comedy concert featuring three BET All Stars: Tony Roney, Frank G, and Simply Chanel. 
you can reach me on my Facebook page, Comedian Detroit Red, or, uh, and find out tickets and get ticket information. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you rewind it, get all that information. <laughs> we'll, we'll remind you every week until it comes. And uh, I'm not going. I'm just going fucking tickets. Well, sweetest. Hi, right, Charlie. You should go. Because I want. Uh, okay, listen. Don't tell Red. But you know, when we hang out and stuff, and we drink, it's not that funny. Oh, that's not nice, man. It's a joke. No, are you kidding? Like, no, I'm, it's a joke because it's a segue into, it's a segue into, did you see the last three fucking things Red did here? Yes. A stand-up on, on corrupt, allegedly, Councilman Spivey's yes. fucking door. Yes. He's door panhandling door in a robe in, in the middle of Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. And then that fucking thing he did today. I think I already know what my next piece is going to be. What's it going to be? Ungrateful <laughs> bosses. Oh. I'm not a boss. <laughs> Or producers, I'm not or a, whatever. I, I told you this is this is a hostile work environment. Yes. And I can't be blamed for creating this one. Yeah, hey, we need to start a union. We're all country. Hey, Ray, why don't you why don't you make yourself useful? Give me a beer. <laughs> okay, oh, listen, man, um, Union Stewart. Uh, hey, uh, Mike, I, I appreciate you coming on. That was brave, um, truthful, and you know I wish you well. I really do. Uh, thanks for your service, and also fuck you for your service. Now that I know what you did, you're welcome anytime, anytime. <laughs> well, well, look at it this way: you didn't get to call all them years, but it paid off better because you got the best call with it. Yeah, that's right. Now remember, like we advocate for nobody. You know what I mean? You, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. You just should know the facts. That's how democracy works. Karen, Back. thanks. Thanks for the insight, Karen, as always. Thank you. Good seeing you, Woody. Thanks. Yeah, you too, Karen. Thank you so much. Red, if it gets too tough, call me, man. You come to AZ. We'll take care of you. All right. <laughs> Listen, you can go to my Facebook page. We're, we're going to post these these uh, videos. Or you can also go to YouTube, the No Bullshit News Hour, or the Americans with Charlie Duff. Mark, thanks. Mannequin, thanks. All you out there, try to love one another. Deuces. Share, share, share.